0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey and Rick's not here. So he's not going to say anything, but this is still the best beer show on the internet, according to our mothers. So, all right. (laughs) Joining me instead, we have Brian. Hello. And Pete. Hey, Uh, Brian, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well,
1: every time I get invited here to do one of your main podcasts where there's some character who I'm expecting to be here, they're not here. (laughs) (laughs) So the the absence of Rick is... Disappointing. Well, I mean, to say the least. Well... I mean, however, you know, when I to finally fair, ended up meeting Carlos, it was like,
0: meh. Rick will be about the same way. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, his his Eagles are playing or something. There's oh, something going words. on. Super bowly. There's we are. What? OK, so
1: are we in the middle of the sports ball thing? Is that happening right uh, now? No,
0: that starts at five thirty and we're recording this at five. So uh, okay. we got a little bit of time yet. Just just a little bit.
1: This so. was interu- interrupting a hockey game. We'd have a. You know a problem, we
0: yeah, that would be an issue, <laughs> but nah.
1: So, I'm Brian uh, prefer. I'm one of the two dudes that own Hop and Barrel Brewing Company in Hudson, Wisconsin. Beautiful Hudson, Wisconsin. We're right on the main drag, uh, highway 35. If you get off 94, if you get off 94, there, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, you get right off on gotta, the 94 to first exit there, and on then the you right take right
1: hand side, you, there. You, you
0: don't take the right ski, you just keep going straight.
1: Yeah, we got a parking lot. <laughs> One of the only places in town with the parking lot. Uh, but yes, we have been open for at this point. Uh, next week will be our two month anniversary of being Jesus, open. So that's
0: it. it. seems like a lot longer.
1: It does. Uh, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, you know, someone there was some meme on the Internet where it was like, it's January 74th. You know, like, <laughs> you know, January was a hard year this year. It was a long month. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm here. Here we are.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you. Thanks for coming. Um, so, usually we start this uh, off by talking about what we've done beer-related. Uh, and the beer-related thing I did is I just uh, came back from Central Waters last week. And, oh, my God. That is one of the best festivals ever. It's a blast. It's their anniversary party. They do it every year. It's a ticket-only event, which is kind of shitty because tickets are really hard to get. They sold out in less than 30 seconds this year. Thanks. And I don't know, it was like 3,000 tickets or something like that. Well, the way I under- <clears throat> excuse me, the way I understand it it's just it's just like in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And if I remember
1: correctly the day that wasn't it like just colder than shit and the snow and blowing everywhere. That
0: was last year. Well, that <laughs> yeah. was last year?
1: <laughs> I think our friend Jim Gollix I think that's what he was talking about cuz he was like, "Oh, the wind and it was just, you know, this and that." And- yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is mm-hmm. literally in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's in, uh, so it's near Stevens Point. It's like Amherst in, or, yeah, or something? Yeah, in Amherst, Wisconsin. Amherst is what it said on yeah, the bottle, yeah. Which is like a town of, I don't know, like 400 or something. There's a couple hotels? Like that. <laughs> well, that's in Stevens Point. Well, Amherst, they don't have a couple have, hotels? Yeah, not, <laughs> there's probably no more hotels. in
1: Stevens Point than there, wouldn't you think? Aren't there a few breweries in Stevens yep, Point? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's,
0: there's a couple of breweries, and it's a college town. Yeah. So Stevens Point has a, has a few things going for it, and so what they do is they shuttle everyone from Stevens Point to the brewery in Amherst.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, University of uh, Wisconsin Stevens Point. There's a gal there named Therese Barda, and she does. Um, she actually set up the lab at our brewery. Oh, really? Um, so she came out. Geez, I'm kind of snotty. She came out and she had it, <laughs> literally and figuratively, <laughs> she came out and set up our lab and trained us. Um, out of the three of us. I, I guess when you asked me who the hell I am, I didn't say. I've been homebrewing since probably about 05. I probably haven't homebrewed in about four years, five years. Um, Pro brewed for a few years, ran sales, now own brewery, helped start breweries in a couple places. So to give you the short version, I don't know, Google it. But <laughs> <laughs> or listen to our Hop and Barrel interview.
0: Or, yeah, or listen oh, yeah. to the other I podcast. Mean, cause, I mean, there, there was a lot of uh, information in that one. I, I, I that you should have used air quotes in that. But
1: anyway, uh Therese Barta, that's what we were talking about. So yeah, uh, she's got uh, a class that you can actually go out and take and it's only a few hundred bucks uh, and it te- teaches you lab microbiology as it, as it relates to beer and it is an incredibly awesome class. Um, and the three of us went through it and then our our other, We have a, a brewer uh, who works for us two times a week. Uh, if you're local, it's uh, Katie Eels. She's from Bobtown Brewing in Roberts, Wisconsin. It's a little, little one-barrel nano brewery. Uh, awesome burgers, uh, if you're into that kind of thing, and, and just small-town feel. Long story short, she's kind of heading up our lab stuff, and she actually went out and took the class in Stevens Point with Therese, uh, uh, Therese and she uh, is now kind of starting our lab stuff. All right. So anyway,
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah. So festival this year. Well, Pete, you were you and I did VIP last year. We did, yeah. Uh, and that was the first year that <laughs> we discovered the joys of having a table.
1: Oh, we staked it out. Well, anyway. how does that
0: work? So there are like ten tables at this entire event, and they're in this like little cafe thing, like stuck in the corner, <laughs> yeah. and like people are doing bottle shares and stuff at them. And if you can get one, that seat is gold. Because otherwise you're packed in like sardines into the barrel house. And it's just uh, like wall-to-wall people. The floor is covered with sweat and mud yeah, and, and beer and <laughs> sweat <laughs> Swe- sweat and mud and beer. That sounds yeah. like a mud wrestling. <laughs> you don't want to drop anything on that No, floor. no, and it's it it's horrible. So, <coughs> what what we did last year uh was we we staked out the table and then we would send a beer gopher to go get get beers and come back. And we did the we were able to do the same thing this year. So, what we did is Rick and I got in and we uh, were like, we, we saw this, this table had two seats open, and we had four people in our group, and we we're like, mm-hmm. alright, we're gonna go sit down at this table. So we sat down at the table, and we started talking with the people, and they started shuffling off to Buffalo or wherever the fuck. And- yep. <laughs> uh, Steven's point. Yep, yeah. There. <laughs> uh- <laughs> and so we, we ended up, like, taking the table, and it's really nice, because you can go get your bottles, and you can hide them under the table. And so you don't have oh. to carry your bottles around with you the entire night. Which I mean, when well, you had there, a lot, right? Well, we, uh, I bought my allotment and Rick's allotment. So I had, well, but Rick bought one bottle. So I had 11 bottles. Shit. And that was and one, of, the, one of them, thank you, by the way,
1: very no much. Problem. Ended up at uh, Hoppin' and Barrel and we tried it. Um, we tried it with our resident bourbon barrel aged um, expert. Uh, again, drop his name, Mr. Jim Gullickson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always finds some woodworking project to do at the, at the brewery. Uh, Like he made the flight boards And then he gets a drink for free So He's done it at two different breweries I worked at It's diabolical It's a scheme (laughs) It's a smart uh, man Yeah Yeah. Uh, So yeah we tried it um, And That must be A And I hadn't had it before You know I mean that must be a brewery only release because there was yep. no barcode. no oh, yeah, there was like it's, literally no information. They sell
0: they sell out
1: at the event. I was looking for a description or ABV or really anything, and then the Untapped there was nothing, no information yep. Untapped either. So it's kind of neat. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll stick around for DOO tonight because we're gonna do uh, nineteen and twenty side oh, by side. Oh my gosh! Because we Ooh. need to know. Go oh. get drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had twenty yet, so yeah, can
0: get drunk and high five. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, no. So like that that event, I love it. If you can get tickets for it, uh, and I don't get a ticket, give your ticket to me. But if I have a ticket, <laughs> you should go. It's awesome. Yep. Uh, it's yeah. One one of the best best run, except for the lines. They can't figure out how to make a line to save that their scene lives. See, that's so common though. I mean, I, I, yeah, but it's so like we stood <laughs> we stood in this mob of people waiting for bourbon barrel pours. Like, well, actually, I was waiting for this. They had the rum barrel aged coconut porter that was to die for, and that's supposed <laughs> to be their their release uh, this month in okay. bottles. But so we stayed. We stood in this line for like fifteen minutes, and. And we didn't move anywhere, and it was fine because like the guys in front of us started sharing bottles and stuff, so not a big deal. But then we literally we walk. We're like, all right, we gotta we gotta see where this line's moving. So we walked around the mob, <laughs> and got to the front of the line. That's <laughs> <laughs> why he walked around. The, the, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It like, they just need like, like either like pylons or like just things on the ground. To, like, lines, well, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Like, cue here. Some <laughs> of those plastic well, yellow is, chain links.
1: This is Wisconsin. Uh, can someone bring a couple of cattle prods?
0: All right, just, eh, get in there. <laughs> Move. <laughs> All right. Yep. So why don't we talk about uh, the, a beer that we previously brewed, uh, the Scottish Export. Uh, it's finally on tap, and I'm pretty excited about it. Not going to lie, I've been drinking a lot of it. Yeah, we filled <laughs> a couple, a couple pitchers last night. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, So just as a reminder, uh, our recipe for this one was five pounds of Maris Otter, one pound of flaked wheat, one pound crystal uh, from UK, I think we used medium Simpsons, Uh, one pound of amber malt from the UK, half a pound of flaked oats, and then half a pound of UK brown malt. I want to see the recipe there. All right. Um, And we were shooting for... So the crystal is what I was looking for, so you used a Simpsons? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Difference
1: between crystal and caramel malt. So,
0: yeah, it's yeah, it was Simpsons like crystal medium because they have like the crystal light and the mm-hmm. medium. Got it. Uh, and then the only hopping was uh, an ounce of EKG at sixty minutes, and then we fermented with Scottish ale yeast from y Yeast. What does, what's the number? On uh, seventeen twenty-eight. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, OG was ten forty-five. Finished out about ten thirteen. Coming in at four point two percent. Okay. Nice, nice, easy drinking. Yeah. How, how was the fermentation? Well, how many uh, packages did you pitch? Just, uh, just one. Just the one. Okay. Just one smack pack, and I don't think we did a starter on this one. Okay, got it, got it. Did it uh, to go pretty quickly, or? Uh, we let it sit for a while because we were so backed up with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. No, I meant like the. the oh God. Oh, did, did it start <laughs> up pretty quick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: that st- I've used that. St- train commercially and it r- rips.
0: Yeah, no, it it, it burned like <laughs> it real goes quick. So quick, and, uh, I'm pretty sure this one we had. Uh, I don't know why, but the Croizen was just crazy, mm-hmm. and we had like stuff popping out of the airlock. Goes and, blammo, yeah. Do a blow off. Yeah. Uh, so for this for this style, we're looking overall impression a malt focused, generally caramelly beer with perhaps a few esters and occasionally a butterscotch aftertaste. Hops only to balance and support the malt. The malt character can range from dry and grainy to rich, uh, toasty, and caramely, but is never roasting, especially never has a peat smoke, smoke character. Take your fucking peat smoke out of my goddamn I, Scottish ale. I don't well, know if peat
1: smoke's to- fucking appropriate.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here I am right away with the f word. Uh, I don't think peat smoke's appropriate in any beer at all. I no mean, scotch. Okay. Mezcal, if I mean, not that that's supposed to, you know.
0: Just because it's from Scotland doesn't mean it needs to taste like scotch. Yeah, Scotty, get out of here. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, the, the way we do this um, is right now, since we have the beer, we're trying to see if it fits style. So we're going to go through the aroma, the appearance, the flavor, and the mouthfeel. And uh, on each one, we're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down if it's in style. So aroma, uh, low to medium maltiness, often with flavors of toasted bread lady ladyfingers, and English... Uh, biscuits, low to medium caramel, and low butterscotch is allowable. Light palm fruitiness in best examples may have low traditional English hop aroma. Uh, Peat smoke is inappropriate. <laughs> Why aren't you vaping now, Pete? Because <laughs> I'm nervous now.
1: <laughs> my I don't want to be
0: inappropriate. I can't see through my vape cloud. <laughs> And it was an actual vape cloud. It was. It was insane. <laughs> it smelled like pineapple, yo. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, no, it's completely destroying the aroma, Pete. Thanks. <laughs> Definitely getting Sorry. M- malt on this for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, I'm it's,
1: swirling. It's, I should say, you guys can't see what I'm doing. I'm touching myself. <laughs> and I'm also drinking this, but
0: I'm swirling it around. Yep. Uh, a lot of caramel. Definitely. And toffee? I'll go with that, yep. Hmm. I don't know what lady fingers would smell like. No, neither. <laughs> Probably bad. Like some of some of these descriptors, I'm like, I'm not entirely sure.
1: <sighs> yeah, lady. Uh, I don't know, lady. That's got to be a. Uh, I don't know. I have to Google it,
0: but English biscuits. Uh... I don't know. If I, if I'm looking at low uh, low to medium maltiness and low to medium caramel and low butterscotch, I think this hits. Uh,
1: Oh, I would agree with that too. I mean, this is such a, this is like on the light end of the spectrum of the three. I mean, we were talking off air before about the the way the shilling system worked and that that, I guess I was surprised to realize that in 2015 that it was gone and must not have judged a Scottish in a long time. But uh, for a lighter, the
0: lighter one of the style, I think this fits aroma wise. So I'm a, I'm a thumbs up on it. Alright. I'm gonna also thumbs up on it. Pete? Do you have yeah, dude, do, doing say about a thumbs it? up. All right. Um, appearance. Pale copper to very dark brown, clear, low to moderate, creamy, off white head. Any cloudiness? We had to move the kegs today. Oh yeah, so, cl- well yeah, guess, yeah, you know, it's homebrew, whatever. Yeah. You know, do what you gotta do. Um so color, uh using our patented uh beer light. <laughs> oh, is that, whoa! That really? Yeah. Oh, yep, cool. Yep. Okay. No, I mean it's it's a bare light bulb. Well, let but me use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another light. They can't. There's not like a camera. They can't see us, right? Oh no. There's there's no cameras
1: up right okay. now. Well, there's like a Bowie knife hanging over there.
0: <laughs> a Sword knife.
1: I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: let, yeah. Let I will see that. <laughs> I will say this is uh, this is copper in color. Totally. Absolutely. Um, with a. I mean, with this creamy off-white head,
1: copper with like some uh, like blonde hues. I always say when I'm when you're looking at the glass, like the the middle shaft of the the beer here is copper, and on the outside there's kind of these blonde sort of mm. hues, you know. And yeah, you get you get different little copper. highlights.
0: Not ruby type copper, but no. like legit, <laughs> like copper, like copper piping, copper copper pipe, mm. copper pot, copper tubing. It looks like your uh, your your uh, your immersion chiller. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Oh, mine repeats. (laughs) I
0: don't have one.
1: Man, I can't even remember how many immersion chillers I've made. When I started homebrewing, they didn't have stuff, really. Like you had, and and that was a big part of why I wanted to get into it, is that you'd make all your own stuff. And so I made a lot of stuff out of copper, immersion chillers, uh, like sparge setups, and learned how to kind of tack the copper together and then make cuts in it for different. You know sparge arms and i mean that's the most ideal metal really for a sparge arm but
0: enough stainless would be better i would (laughs) yeah (laughs) i still
1: to this day i hang a big ass chunk of copper um from a stainless steel wire in the boil kettle i think you guys have probably seen that why well german brew kettles were copper it's sort of a sacrificial superstitious brewer thingy ding all right I don't know, it's probably like a good $20 chunk of copper. <laughs> yeah. Dangle it in there. If, we're, if the three of us are real broke sometime, we can go trade it in and get Taco Hoos. <laughs> yeah. this,
0: is, this is my emergency taco copper. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. All yeah. So right, uh, yes, I'm, I'm giving appearance a thumbs up. We're going to go thumbs all right, up. Here. All right, so now the important bit, the flavor. Uh, entirely malt-focused, with flavors ranging from pale, bready malt with caramel overtones to rich, toasty malt with roasted accents, but never roasty or a combination thereof. Fruity esters are not required, but add depth yet are never high. Hot bitterness to balance the malt. No low, no to low hop flavors also allowed and should. Of traditional English care. God damn it, Gary! You can't get this shit right. (laughs) Gary is the is the imaginary man who writes the BJCP guidelines, (laughs) and so everything that's wrong we blame on Gary. That's
1: actually there's the guy's name is Kristen England and I can introduce you to him. He, doesn't he work for Bartley Bloom? Oh yeah. Yeah, he did this. God
0: damn it, Gary. <laughs> you, I'm still going to yell at Gary. <laughs>
1: it's still going to be Gary. I think that's probably better. We're all better off. <laughs>
0: I don't like actually having a name.
1: <laughs> well, that's kind of right. that's kind of like uh when you You know, that's kind of like fits the form for this. If you end up seeing what we look like, we look, we're horribly ugly. You know, speak for yourself. I'm a beautiful man. (laughs) I
0: appreciate that.
1: Well, it's like you look at what people look like on the radio and you're like, oh, God, I wish I wouldn't have looked them up. Yep. Do
0: not look (laughs) us up. Thanks. Uh, uh, Finish ranges from rich and malty to dry and grainy. A subtle butterscotch character is acceptable. However, burnt sugars are not. The malt hot balance tilts towards malt. Pete smoke is inappropriate. Get the fuck. Pete, get out. <laughs> no, uh, okay. All right, stick All right. around. I'm kidding. All right. Like so right what are beer. you getting flavor-wise? Flavor-wise. So. <laughs> anyway, we had this conversation. Uh, I don't know if it was on air or off about not having a shared language when we're talking about. Oh, yeah. We, we might have we talked about that
1: off. Or no, no. Uh, might have brought that up in the interview, but. Or we also yeah. may have not talked about it Yeah
0: but so uh, w- one, one thing that, that is kind of a Well a pet peeve of yours I guess And mm. now that, since you brought it up Kind of mine like we don't have a sh- There's not a shared language of this is what Beer tastes like
1: Well I, f- I find myself walking into it Constantly where I'm like well this is a You know and, and this is a, a Nice beer and it's smooth And it's like dude I have a better vocabulary Than that like I'm a BJCP Judge like I should know how to do this but uh, yeah, if, if, if I guess the rant on that is just, you know, if we all had a way of using the same, like if we all tasted the same, which we don't, and then we all had a common language which, you know, largely there isn't except for the BJCP, then you know, nobody knows what the hell they're talking about, and so largely when you look at beer ratings it's kind of like too hoppy. Well, then don't drink hoppy beer. You don't like hoppy beer. <laughs> yeah, palate works different than mine, like that kind of stuff, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, a short version of the rant. But um, as far as flavor on this beer, uh, this uh, Scottish export, I'm getting a little bit of, there's some fruity, fruity fruitiness. And then the bitterness sort of folds into mm, maybe like toasted bread, but just the toasted bread's got a little bit of burnt, so not... I hesitate, and here's the language part. I hesitate to use use the word "burnt," because my version of "burnt" and someone else's version of "burnt" on a piece of toast is totally different. But I'm getting a lot of toast in here. I guess is um, toasted bread crumbs is what it says on, on mm-hmm. aroma, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they put that in flavor. But no, but I mean, sure if getting. you
0: smell it, you probably taste it. It
1: was getting butterscotch on the aroma, a smidge and a smidge in the excuse me in the flavor, but take smidge. a little shortbread on the nose. Ladyfinger shortbread?
0: Are ladyfingers made out of <laughs> shortbread? Is that a thing?
1: I don't know. <sighs> I, I just
0: kind know. of went for it. I think so. <laughs> Twitter guy's going to yell at me again? <laughs> the Twitter guy? There's a Twitter guy? That's oh, awesome. there's a Twitter guy. He yells at me. He's nice. the heckler? <laughs> he heckles. You gotta have a, hey, but he he's like, listens. You, he's like, you dumb
1: Midwest fucks. Hey, if you don't have a heckler, you're nothing.
0: Right? We need more right? people heckling, honestly. <laughs>
1: If um, that guy wants to come up here and chill in the basement and... and no, know. that's okay.
0: No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was that bad? All right. <laughs> I'll just be heckling you in the same room. Yeah, I don't need to be heckled in the room. I get that enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair.
1: Uh, flavor-wise, I don't know what else. Think. You know, and it's funny. Uh-huh. they On here, on, we're, we're I'm looking at least on the at the description of the BJCP app on my iPad mm-hmm. and... It just says like traditional English character and and there's definitely like a few things in this beer that I would immediately you know if I had no idea what this says, I would immediately English, English. Mm-hmm. right think English, yeah. and I would have
0: probably said this is a brown ale. I could see that, so I, I see, see know, this is, as an this is English kind brown. of off the top of my head yeah I, well, yeah no, well speaking of the English character, I'm getting like it's it I, I don't know I like English I immediately go to the toffee and biscuit like mm-hmm. yep. and that's what I get here. No burnt sugars. Um, yeah, uh, man, right up front. And I've been drinking this all day, so I might be a little, <laughs> <laughs> a little deadened to it right now. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's like it's it, there's there's not a there's not a huge upfront bitterness. I get a little bit of caramel, a little bit of toast. Uh, the biggest thing for me is is the aftertaste. Like, I like it's just English in the back end, and I love it. Like, I love yeah. that character. Like, I would drink bitters all day long if I could.
1: Yeah, very drinkable, man.
0: Yep. Um, but yeah, like, there's some caramel in the middle there. The hops, they're there, but they don't overpower anything and they fade away quickly mm-hmm. in the back end. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up on flavor. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm up on the thumbs. thumbs are up. up on the thumbs. All right. We got one more, and we can give a little green check mark, and I don't have to rebrew this. All Woo. right.
1: Oh, seriously? Like that? It's like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like that, huh? It's like that. Wow. All right. Mouthfeel: medium low to medium body, low to moderate carbonation. Can be relatively rich and creamy to dry and grainy. I mean, again, that's a really big range. Mm-hmm. It's pretty broad, but I honestly, before
1: like you even brought that one up, I definitely medium low to medium body probably more towards the medium low end mm-hmm. i'm on low or moderate carb um i don't even know i can't really remember what what do you carb to on for homebrew you just put it on uh, for.
0: yeah well no so this one i i used uh priming sugar in the keg oh okay let it, got it let it go
1: it's a little bit spritzy so i was kind of wondering
0: Yep. Um, hmm. and
1: it dies quick so yeah. it was a short yeah.
0: almost took it for uh, graininess but i'm not really getting a whole lot of graininess in nope. this no, yeah. no, not graininess in it. No, car, carbs a little off. I'd say it's a little high, a little on the high end. I'd like it a little bit lower, I think. Yeah, well, and then
1: you kind of see the how how these bubbles look mm-hmm. like they've got intermingled with some some really big ones, so it looks. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, no, it's better when you force carb it because you can control it just a little bit better than hoping for things, but. Yeah no I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is definitely higher on the carbonation than I'd want it but mouthfeel's not too bad I think it's in there like the body's there definitely
1: yeah and oh. I, I think that's that's kind of the important part because this isn't really supposed to be like a super heavy duty I mean that's what you know uh, 14B is reserved for as we're sitting in 14C in a
0: sense so. oh the Scottish heavy yeah the mm. super almost porter like Scottish mm. ale. Interesting. Which we have not done yet. That is coming up. All right. Woo! In the next oh yeah, I, well, after this episode we only have thirty left. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do it, man. You can do it. Hey man, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up on the mouthfeel, just because I don't want to reprove it again. <laughs> uh, I'm in. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up man. All pretty, right, Cool. pretty good. So this one hits style. Uh, honestly, the only thing I would change oh. is the carbonation. I think the recipe is solid. The flavors are where I want them. Mm. It's just a little overcarbed. All right. So now the, uh, the, the beer that, the beer of the hour or of the half hour or however this, however long this episode's going to go, <laughs> uh, we are, we are diving back into historical beers and you know that we've had a bit of an issue with historical beers in the past. Some of them are pretty ridiculous, like the shit, I mean the sauté. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was magical. Magical juice. Let's wait a minute here. Right. Oh, I see. It's 27? Uh, yes. Okay. Historical beer. Kentucky. Come on. There you go. All right, we are diving into the Kentucky Common.
1: Beats vaping. Hmm? Do you
0: you have to bring it up? I I thought it was stealthy. No. All right. So usually Rick and I, we will will, uh, go back and forth on reading sections of this. All right. Uh, If you want to do that, we can. Otherwise, I can read the entire thing. It's up to you. Can do. All right. So I'll start with overall impression. Um, So a darker-colored, light-flavored, malt-accented beer with a dry finish and interesting character malt flavors, refreshing due to its high carbonation and mild flavors, and highly sessionable due to being served very fresh with restrained alcohol levels.
1: Uh, Aroma. Uh, Low to medium grainy, corn-like, or sweet maltiness with a low toast. Uh, Let's see here. So then, let's see here. Biscuity, grainy, bready, or caramel malt. Accent, medium to moderately low hop aroma, usually floral or spicy in character, clean fermentation character with possible faint berry ester, low levels of DMS or dimethyl sulfide, um, are acceptable. No sourness. Um, I'm going to guess that's probably in reference to the mash, um, malt forward in the
0: balance between hops and that. Okay. That makes sense. See, I I feel like they, they add things like no sourness, or when we were doing cream ale, no lactose was a big one. Don't put lactose in your cream ale. Uh, I feel like they add that because homebrewers are like, well, I had this one once that was sour, so that means mean the style is always sour. Well,
1: there must hmm. be some prevalence to it, yeah. you're right. Hmm.
0: Um, and then again, about 80% of the other beers in the historical section are... There's, a, there's some coasters in the <laughs> middle of the table there. I was like slamming my beer around like we're just chit-chatting, which is probably good. But. <laughs> which is fine. I said, yeah, no, like, the, the, the only thing that the coasters help with is they help deaden this. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, appearance. Amber orange to light brown in color, typically clear, but may have some light haze due to limited conditioning. Foam stand may not be long-lasting and is usually white. To beige in color. you gonna make it hazy, dude? Flavor. Dude, you don't make the fucking thing hazy. You gotta it make just it juicy.
1: There could be haze. Limited be haze. conditioning. <laughs> Film stand. Yeah, all of those, I don't know, all those things are pretty typical of.
0: So, yeah, well, I think, yeah. probably
1: what I think the process of making this beer was. Uh, okay, so flavor. Flavor, flavor. Moderate, grainy, s- sweet, maltiness. Jeez, that's kind of a mouthful. Moderate grainy sweet maltiness with low to medium low to medium low caramel, toffee, bready, and or biscuity notes. Generally light palate flavors, typical of adjunct beers. A low grainy corn like sweetness is common. Medium to low floral or spicy hop flavor. Medium to low hop bitterness, which should neither be coarse nor have a harsh aftertaste. Okay? may exhibit light fruitiness that makes sense probably from a geese standpoint balance in the finish is towards the malt may have a light lightly flinty or minerally sulfate flavor in the finish interesting that could be yeast and water I'm yeah gonna, I'm, I'm gonna guess
0: I'm guessing high fermentation temps with a lager yeast mm-hmm. uh, the finish is fairly dry including the
1: contributions of roasted grains and minerals. No sourness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're really like driving that home. Bro, bro, seriously. No sourness. Don't, don't do that, okay? guys. Just don't, don't just do not Just stop it. you guys. Come on. Uh, mouthfeel. Medium to medium light body with relatively soft mouthfeel. Highly carbonated. Can have a creamy texture, which means throw lactose in there. Just a bunch of it. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. You know, yeah. Cream it out. Hmm. Oh, right, I got, sorry. I that's a tiny one. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, comments. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Modern characterizations of the style often mention a lactic sourness or sour mashing, but extensive brewing records from, a large, from the large breweries at the turn of the century have no indication of long acid rests, sour mashing, or extensive conditioning. Uh interesting. Yeah, I I get that. That's kind of just the like leave it overnight sort of thing and if it's in in if it is not in an anaerobic state then it will start souring. In fact, what's a good way to make a sour on a homebrew level is, is just whip a bunch of you know grain in while it's fermenting or you know whatever or we use uh I mean I'm I'm sure homebrewers use it too but uh acid malt on a mm-hmm. large scale I don't do, There's very few beer, I mean, eh, dark beers, but the few beers that we don't huck some acid malt in. So I get that. It
0: really helps with the mash pH.
1: Well, yeah, it'll get you right to where you need to be uh, without using a phosphoric. Uh, I am so sorry. Where was I here? I started Right before
0: they started shitting on homebrewers.
1: Oh. (laughs) 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 This must be a modern homebrewer invention because what the fuck? <laughs> That's literally what it says. <laughs> it's pretty much what it says. Listen, at the turn of the century, there's no indication of long acid rest sour mash or your extensive conditioning. Now back off <laughs> <laughs> This is like this is likely a modern homebrewer invention based on the supposition that since indigenous bourbon distillers used a sour mash, beer brewers must also have used this process. Okay, well. Uh, No contemporaneous records indicate sour mashing or that the beer had a sour profile. Rather the opposite, that the beer was brewed as an inexpensive present use ale. Enter soured versions in American wild ale. Not in your Kentucky
0: comments. No, get Mm. them out. Get them out of there. Otherwise. Are you going to read this whole thing? This whole history? Yeah. Oh, I am. It's going to be great. I am. It's okay. Uh, the last episode, I adopted the, or er, Rick started reading everything as Christopher Walken, and <laughs> I was doing everything as Obama. So <laughs> it was a really so weird So took episode. you twice as long. Did, the did, was was, there was a lot of pauses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, a true American's original style, Kentucky Common, was almost exclusively produced and sold around the Louisville, or uh, it's Louisville. Louisville? Louisville. Whatever. Louisville. I, I'm going to get it. Kentucky, Metropolitan Area. From I don't know why you didn't have banjos the... <laughs> ready to fire up for this. Because I don't plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> from sometime after the Civil War up to Prohibition, its hallmark was that it was inexpensive and quickly produced, typically six to eight days from mash to delivery. Holy shit. Wow. This beer was racked into barrels while actively fermenting uh, from 1020 to 1022 and tightly bunged <laughs> to allow carbonation in the saloon cellar. <laughs> there is some speculation that it was a variant of the lighter common or cream ale produced throughout much of the East prior to the Civil War, and that the darker grains were added by the mostly Germanic brewers to help acidify the, typic- uh, the typical carbonate water of the Louisville area. Oof. Carbonate. Or that they had a preference for darker colored beers. What are the other? Like, <laughs> maybe the one? Li- <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, man? I don't know, man. Don't ask me. Don't tread on me. <laughs> <laughs> Up until the late 19th century, Kentucky Common was not brewed in the summer. Months.
1: <laughs> There's no punctuation there, FYI. Yep, if I If you know. read alone, you,
0: you would know. <laughs> I had to go to the top of the page. Give my shotgun. On usually, uh, usually used for malting were used for fermentation. The advent of ice machines, the larger breweries uh, were able to brew year-round. In the period from 1900 to Prohibition, about 75% of the beer uh, sold in the Louisville area was Kentucky Common. With Prohibition, the style died completely. As the few larger breweries that survived were almost exclusively lager producers. Well, that's a bummer. Lager. (sighs) Lager. So, that was good. I like that history. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of actual, like, we've had beers, like, going through these styles. We found, like, some of them where the history was like, this was a beer brewed in Belgium at one time. And then (laughs) the history's over. (laughs) The church with the records that hold to
1: what end are it had been burned down in one of the wars. And... <laughs> Not the wars. <laughs> the wars. They ruin everything. Uh, let's see here. Characteristic ingredients. Uh, we got a six row barley malt used with 35% corn grits to dilute the excessive protein levels, along with 1% to 2% each caramel and black malt. That's interesting. So we had kind of a little bit of a protein buildup issue on one of our beers recently because we were decocting and it had to sit too long because of a heating issue so we had to kind of huck in some rice halls in order to get a better filter bed so i can see the six row is used with like regular corn and a cereal mash in order to provide the enzymes uh, to pull the starch out of the corn and turn it into sugar but it's interesting using grits here to make this beer so i'm I'm guessing this is like a really heavy duty beer or bodied rather which did we what was mouthfeel uh, medium medium light no maybe not soft oh soft well that makes sense all right i'm rambling anyway creamy texture so that probably be the answer to the sort of the creamy texture is that mm-hmm. six row and a corn and such uh it's interesting car caramel 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 and black malt one to two percent one to two percent each so just uh, A little bit native american
0: hops uh which i i don't know if i've ever heard i think they're they're hops native to america they're not necessarily native american hops (laughs) (laughs) next time
1: next time i'm gonna not have so many beers before i come by this podcast is way more serious than the one we're gonna do after this so this is my bad people (laughs) never get invited back uh <laughs> now this is delightful <laughs> usually about 0.2 pounds per barrel of western hops from texas for bittering, and you know what partner a similar amount of new york hops which is a surprise why
0: are the western hops from texas <laughs> i don't know <laughs> You got onion rings, barbecue, <laughs> barbecue, <laughs>
1: flavor. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's get serious here. I'm sorry. Uh, New York hops. So they've got Western hops, New York hops, such as clusters for flavor. 15 minutes prior to knockout is when they're putting those hops in, which is interesting because you'd probably have a little bit more on the front end. Imported continental saucer type hops, uh, 0.1 pound per barrel, uh, were added at knockout for aroma. Uh water in the Louisville area was typically moderate to high in carbonates. Uh so what do we know about harder water in beer? It's better for uh what darker beer? Yeah. Uh um, darker the better. Yep. Uh mash water was often pre boiled to precipitate the carbon and gypsum, which was common or and gyps blah, blah, blah. What the mash water was often pre boiled to precipitate the carbon and then gypsums gypsum was commonly added now you would add Epsom back in to put it back in what you took out Uh, considering the time if you were going to do that considering the time right considering the time from mash into kegging for delivery was typically six to eight days clearly aggressive top fermenting yeasts
0: was used man alright sorry so I have to I have to ferment and drink this quickly in order to hit style yeah I guess six to eight days that
1: boggles my mind well, I mean, well, how long would it sit in the cellar, though? A Couple well, days. After I mean, that?
0: if well, yeah, if they're hanging for delivery, you'd figure maybe another week at most. You're looking at drinking it by 14 days, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, that's that's insane. Like, I mean, I've done grain to glass in 14 days. This one is throwing me for a loop yeah oh um style comparison like a darker colored cream ale emphasizing corn but with some light character malt flavor malt flavors and balance are probably closest to modern adjunct driven international amber and dark lagers irish red ales or belgian pale ales um the vital stats here we're looking for ibus between 15 and 30 srm between 11 and 20 og of 1044 and 1055 Final gravity of 1010 10 to 1018, 10, with an ABV between 4 and 5.5%. And hmm. Commercial examples, the only one they have listed is Apocalypse Brew Works or Tells 1912. I have no idea where Apocalypse is. I don't either, and the only one I could... I'm guessing Kentucky. The only other one I could uh, think of was uh,
1: Summit Brewing Company did, uh, for one of their Unchained series, when I came up with it on the... Um,
0: They're in Louisville
1: oh the one oh, yeah. you, the yeah. one you yeah. Apocalypse, Apo- yeah okay that makes sense um i'm looking at uh, all one word a perfect pint uh, he's got uh summit unchained series number 11 was called old 152 and it was uh a uh og of around 1045. It was like a four and a half percent beer i think and it was uh uh, I think they may have just done it in those like twelve. Yep, yep, twelve ounce bottle. Blah 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 blah. It was the last one I could think of, commercially and locally here in our anyway in our area in Western Wisconsin and uh, the Twin Cities. So as confirmed by Mr. Tom Mondor of uh, Summit Brewing Company.
0: Oops. Press the button. All right, so now we get to make the recipe that I have to brew. Oh, so really? Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. So uh, just kind of going by the characteristic ingredients, I feel like we need six row. We need flake corn. We need some black malt, and I'm thinking like crystal forty, maybe sixty. Let me look at this again. Um, well, it said what was the
1: thing where it said such and such, and then black malt.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh. it was, it was, it was caramel and oh, black. Shit malt. Is All right, so we should use caramel, not crystal. Good call.
1: Well, Chris, you know it's the difference between. What, being kilned and roasted? Yeah. There's there's some fantastic articles about that. I'll just leave it at that So I'll let you do your own research. But, you know, the difference between caramel and crystal is it's, you know, very specific. Uh, so they had six-row barley malt, which makes sense because that gives you a, an overly large amount of yep. enzymes. 35%. They're using corn grits, which I can see if you weren't using six-row, you would use a two-row and make a normal beer and do grits with... And they said, what, a caramel and a black. And then what's our SRM on here? It's pretty light, so 1% yeah. uh, to 2%. I mean, yeah, I obviously wouldn't go over 1% of each.
0: Ooh, that is too much corn. Too much corn, beef Too much corn. Mm. How, did they put a percentage on corn, or did they just say? They just it said 35% 30
1: corn. corn grit. So if okay. you were f- making the recipe, what I would do is do, you know, Let's see, one, two, three, 35, six, seven. 37, I would do thirty-seven minus a hundred of six row,
0: and then oh, that is so like point two five there, and point two five there. Man, that is just that. Oh, what what SRM are we looking at? Eleven to twenty. That gives us eleven. So if I do seven pounds of six row with four pounds of flake corn. And then 0.15 pounds of black malt and a quarter pound of uh, Caramel 40. That gives us 11 SRM with an OG of 10.58. 10.58? Yep.
1: That's... Probably high? (coughs) Well, according... Excuse me. According to the style, it's too Uh, high, but I don't know what's your efficiency. Yeah. Well,
0: we... It... No, it, de- it depends on how cold it is outside. <laughs> Tatouche. <laughs> you know, let's drop this down a little bit. Uh, I'm going to drop a pound off of the six row. Um, Slap some more corn in there. Uh, leave the corn the same because okay. that only buns us up to 38. percent hmm And that drops us down to 1054, which is right under that 1055. That's right on. And then I, I do we have a yeast an obvious yeast choice here or no? Ah uh, man, I was gonna go. I was I was thinking like Cal Common, honestly. Yep, like, that'd probably work. I don't know. I guess I'm not sure
1: the attenuation statistics on that. Uh, um, you got a ten ten off of a ten forty four, so it doesn't look like it's super dry. It looks like it's just like
0: regular regular ass beer. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> it's No, dry. it's, it's, it's just not sweet. regular beer. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean like something like that, like a California lager yeast, like because I know like. California steam I like that flavor so at least like uh, but well I don't know 55 to 18 I guess that is a little bit sweet huh um maybe I don't, well it sounds like they're using some sort of lager yeast in this what's what's the yeast number on that Kentucky I can juggle it quick
1: uh, or I'm sorry the, the Cal common yeah, oh uh, I'd
0: have to look it up here quick <laughs> who can type the fastest Cow. Uh, uh it's California lager, I think.
1: California. Lager yeast. No. 2112 or 2124. Wait, 2112 is what, the Y yeast? Yeah. Not that we're necessarily picking one over the other, just that was the first one I found.
0: Uh, it's the Yeah, it's the first one that pops up because it's called California lager yeast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they're saying Lady firm, grainy, maltiness.
0: Attenuation sixty seven to seventy one percent.
1: Yeah, I think you'd do well with that one. Actually, yeah.
0: you know what though? I what I want you to do is pitch two packages of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, or at least do a or starter. or do a starter. Yep, a nice healthy starter. Yeah, no. Anytime I'm doing lager yeast starter is a must. It's like, or anytime I want low yeast character, don't want to stress it. All right, California lager yeast. It is get in there. All right. Um, Now hops Now this is going to be the interesting one (laughs) Because we have to find those Native American hops hops. (laughs) I can't find anything I just I feel like nothing
1: that comes out of my mouth Is going to be appropriate I'm just going (laughs) to Whatever I looked at Um, my DNA recently And I'm definitely not black or Native American Which was really
0: disappointing So I was really hoping I'd be a little bit black at least just white as shit. No, All right, so uh, if we're looking for hops that are native to America, uh, Willamette, mm-hmm. um, Cascade, mm-hmm. Columbus. Yep. Um, you know, it's really kind of funny if if you're
1: if you want to be true true to it. In the there are a lot of ger, uh, German brewing texts and um, ledger books from the 1700s that just simply say wisconsin hops so
0: well i don't know a wisconsin uh, hop.
1: right and and i don't either and so i mean if we plug that into our you know little
0: amazing machines yeah, here. we just go uh hops native to wisconsin God damn it
1: thanks pete
0: <sighs> history of wisconsin hops. Hops.
1: historical historical I'm trying to
0: spell wisconsin uh, still
1: um are you? It's double. Yeah. Chinook, maybe. Okay. Yeah, or... something like that. I mean, the the it's such a spit in the bucket,
0: in this style that. Yeah, I Chinook sounds like fun. Let's do Chinook. Okay. Um, and then it was imported hops at some point too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Did those get added? Where are we I at? I hate here? this yeah, website. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. So Oh no, it was yep, all right.
1: Sauzer type. Imported Souser. continental Sazer type. So something noble. Uh point one pound per barrel, oh. which gosh darn it, I don't Let's know. Just break. Straight up do Saz,
0: man. Like math it up. All right. Um and then that was at fifteen and then at not. oh no. Uh oh, and then they added cluster at fifteen. Cluster at fifteen for Flaves. This is a ridiculously complex hop bill for 30 IBM. <laughs> well, I mean, and I don't I think you're going to be putting such a small amount yeah, in, of but, each
1: one. And then oh, what do we got here? Do we do you guys get down to water stuff or We, we
0: don't right now. Uh, um eventually. Yeah. Right now we're just trying to get through the 80 beers.
1: Yeah, no, and that's dude, I don't remember who I was talking to about this the other day, but I'm like, that's crazy. That's a
0: it's a noble noble quest you're on. (laughs) Oops. Uh, we want that at forty five and we want this at zero or no. We want this at fifteen. All right. So if we do that is too much. We want like half an ounce of Chinook and like Maybe an ounce of cluster. No, that's gonna give us too much. Another half ounce of cluster. <laughs> <laughs> then half an ounce of Saz at zero. Alright. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking at half an ounce of Chinook at sixty minutes. Then at fifteen, half an ounce of cluster. Mm-hmm. And then at Flame Out, do the half ounce of Saz. That's crazy. That's gonna be
1: a I feel like that's gonna be a kind of a hoppy beer, but
0: I I think I think there's definitely gonna be some hop character. But the th- those three different hop profiles are going to be interesting interming- intermingling. I think. Would agree. Oh no! I don't want to add more hops. Go away! I want to save the recipe. Also interesting that it says gypsum
1: was commonly added because that's kind of more. That's you know.
0: You know what do we add gypsum for? That's know? a good question. What do we add gypsum for? I I'm I'm a water noob. So
1: oh water noob. Yeah. Oh uh let's see so. When we're talking about whether you want to... Uh, uh,
0: wait, uh, gypsum is usually added for IPAs to soften the water, right? Right. Okay.
1: And it, it kind of depends on on what you're, um, what you're trying to achieve from a water standpoint. But I guess we at the brewery would use Epsom uh, to add hardness, but gypsum will add like a permanent hardness, uh, calcium into brewing water, and then... Um, as that cash But if
0: you're starting with a really carbonate water and then you're doing a pre boil, mm-hmm. then you'd want to boil off some of that. Yeah. And then if you're adding gypsum and you're not adding any of the minerals that you just boiled off,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hell later. ppm. Oh, sorry. We're looking, I'm now looking yep. at water things.
0: All right. Uh, well, I'm, uh, while you're looking that up, I'm going to give a quick rundown of the yep. full recipe. Uh, we were at six pounds of six row. 4 pounds of flake corn, uh, 0.25 pounds of caramel 40, and then 0.15 pounds of black malt. Uh, And then hop bill looks like we're doing half an ounce of Chinook at 60 minutes, half an ounce of Cluster at 15 minutes, and then half an ounce of Saz at flame out. Uh, And then we're going to ferment with California lager yeast. Either do a double pitch or uh, a really healthy starter to make sure that that just tears through it. It's going to be great. All right. Where is my outro music? Damn it, Rick. This is all Rick's fault. Guys, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Brian, thanks for coming down and talking You're welcome. Beer, I know uh, this is a little bit more beer nerdy than DOO, so I hope that's okay. Yeah, I was not prepared, and I will be more prepared <laughs> next time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you're welcome fun. back anytime. Awesome. So. <laughs> Because uh, usually it's just me and Rick trying to muddle through a recipe. so That was fun, it was though. Fun.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll know what to expect more
0: next time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, if you enjoyed this show and want to check out our other shows, make sure you check out the Department of Offense live every Sunday, except for this Sunday and maybe next Sunday, because we're in the middle of a studio remodel. It's a whole thing. It's um, looking good, though, seriously, yeah. from the last time I was down here. Yeah. So. Uh, if you like uh, music, check out Soundwave every other uh, Thursday. That's a really fun show that Matt and Carlos do. So check that out. Uh, if you like Dungeons and Dragons or just like to hear us try to put on funny voices and attack each other with swords, uh, check out Tabletop Theater. That is every Wednesday. Uh, right now, we're running through um, a campaign where Pete, I believe you're playing a barbarian. Yep. <laughs> uh, gr- grubby grubby Slayswell. Yep. And uh, look up what Pete looks like. <laughs> and uh, I am. your mouth. Uh, I am playing a bard. Who tried to get Grubby laid? with was, with with the with the line lays well. Was that so. the one that you were
1: li- writing all the like yep. limericks Yeah, or whatever. Okay, <laughs> I
0: wrote a stupid amount of limericks. It was fun. Uh, if you like to support us, head on over to patreon.com/blindstudios and become a patron today. If you're gonna do any Amazon shopping, and you know you are, click on the blind In- or go to blindstudios.com. Click on the Amazon link on our homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal. Then we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. really helps us out. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And we'll see you guys next week. Yep, yeah, bye.